knees cracking while riding dick. <laughs> I have my mother's knees. <laughs> Welcome to the Empowered Pod, where we have real, honest conversations, survivor to survivor. These are your co-hosts and founders of Empower, Isa and Nina. You may already know us from our Instagram, at IamEmpower. This is a series where we will talk candidly and destigmatize conversations surrounding sex and relationship trauma and the healing process, because everyone should feel empowered. This is a trigger warning. On this podcast, we will discuss our own experiences with sexual violence and assault and unpack the challenges we faced in the healing process. Welcome back to the Empowered Pod. This is our fourth episode and we are recording this the day after the election results on Sunday. So first, we just want to acknowledge the big victory of getting this Trump administration out of the White House and the historic event of Kamala Harris being the first woman and first Black woman and first Asian American woman to be in the White House. Yeah, it's a, it's just a really big deal that this is happening. Also, just as survivors, it's really monumentous to have this administration removed from office with all the damage that they've done, specifically Betsy DeVos and the Department yeah. of Education. It's just really important to be making progress by getting these people out of office and like the harm that they've done to women and all other people that are historically oppressed, it's just really important that this has happened. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I'm honestly excited for is just to have this narcissist out of the White House. I feel like for survivors, having um, the president be so gaslighting and just kind of embody so many tactics and characteristics that abusers use, that was really triggering and difficult, um, this entire administration. So to finally have him out of the White House, regardless of how we personally feel about Joe Biden. It is just so great to have that person gone. And mm-hmm. it's so great to finally be in a position where we feel we can actually keep moving forward and hold this this administration accountable and actually see some progress yeah. and change. And for me, just actually watch the like speeches that the president gives. Because the past administration, I literally didn't watch a single press anything that he did because I couldn't stand to hear him speak. I couldn't stand to hear him lie and all these things Mm -hmm. because it was so triggering because that is such an abusive tactic. And so it is really refreshing to know that that will no longer be the case. But for this episode, we are going to be talking about bad sex versus sexual violation and why it's so hard to tell the difference between the two. And just as a disclaimer, we're not making this podcast episode with the intention of defining or categorizing anyone's personal experiences of sexual violation, but instead with the intention of really just showing the differences between bad and potentially uncomfortable or even funny sex and sex that is violating and harmful regardless of the criminality. Yeah, exactly. There is really just so much variation in what sex is. And in society, especially within the media and in porn, there is literally only one depiction of what sex is and it is so heteronormative it is all based around penetration there's such little agency given to women regarding their own pleasure and making decisions when it comes to sex so it's really really hard to have these conversations and to actually define what is bad funny awkward sex Mm -hmm. and what is 
violating and traumatizing sex. In reality, sex can be so playful, so funny. It can definitely be awkward. We've all had those moments. It can be passionate. It can be rough and intense in a good way. And it can also be really harmful and really violating. And we just do not talk about this variation Mm -hmm. at all. And I feel like that is where so much of this struggle comes from. There's just a lot of variation that we don't really acknowledge as a society. And we expect deeply passionate lovemaking or like just a quick fuck or a quick like we have Mm -hmm. like very defined ideas of what sex should be and we don't really allow the space to acknowledge all that it can be yeah absolutely so we did a poll on our instagram story the other day basically asking all of you um what you guys define as bad sex or what experiences have you had that are bad sex and we got some very interesting responses I think the also one thing that I want to acknowledge before we get into all that is first we asked, have you had bad sex? Mm-hmm. And can I just say 90% of you said yes. Like it was an incredibly high number that said yes. Um, and then we asked you to define this mm-hmm. and that 90% made up like 600, like so many people responded being like, yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> like So same. This We've is, we wanted to make this episode just to speak to all those people that have had bad sex and speak to all the experiences that we did get in the responses of the question that we asked. Before we really dive in, we want to acknowledge that the majority of the responses that we received on this poll were from women, from women who mostly have experiences with men, and most of our relationships have also been with men. So of course, violating sex can happen to anyone of any gender in any relationship of any sexual orientation. But we do want to acknowledge that a lot of what we're going to be talking about today is in the context of heterosexual experiences. And this also makes sense because a lot of these issues stem from living in a patriarchal society that doesn't center women and doesn't give women the space to push back against these power structures and Mm -hmm. actually express what they want. So Nina, how do you feel that society really defines sex? I think this is a really hard question because I think... In society at large, we just have a very limited understanding about sex and all the different forms that it can take. But I think to me, like when I think about sex and the way that society defines it, I think of it as penetration. And I think of it as a woman is getting fucked. A woman Mm -hmm. is like having sex, but she's getting fucked. And then the guy ejaculates and then the situation ends. It's over once the guy comes. So that's kind of like portrayed in media is very much like the guy's having a great time he ejaculates and then because that happens like no more sex can be had the dick goes soft and that's the end (laughs) of the situation like yeah yeah sex ends i totally totally agree i think a lot about the ways that we talk about sex and the different language we use in these conversations i mean like if you watch porn the titles are so the language that's used is so violent it's like Mm -hmm. tiny girl gets railed and it's like we're not even gonna get into like the pedophilic preferences in porn but (laughs) another episode but all the terms that we use for sex like getting railed pounded hammered fucked all of them are so violent and aggressive Mm -hmm. and give no agency to the women It's like sex is defined as something that happens to women 
not an experience that women have and engage in. Yeah, and I, I think that that's a really important point to make too in the way that we've been educated about sex as women. Your, your pleasure isn't centered. It's, it's sex is for reproduction and in order for that to happen, the woman doesn't even need to come. The guy mm-hmm. ejaculates into the pussy and then <laughs> you a baby gets created and the woman's purpose is to lie there, accept the ejaculation, and then have the child. Like, yep. there really isn't any communication or education about the female orgasm. I personally didn't even know what a clit looked like until like a couple years ago when I think something on social media showed me, like there was like a video about a woman being like, what do you think this is? And I was like, I honestly don't even know. Wow. Because I, we've talked about this before on this podcast, but I didn't receive sexual education in my public school at all. And I think that that's such a piece of it too, is when you don't receive sex education, you're taught through media as a woman and you watch Women get fucked, and that's kind of the situation. You are not taught to sense your pleasure or expect pleasure Absolutely. at all. Yeah, I think that also, like, consent is never talked about in porn, in the media, in anything. And just the concept that, like, there never needs to be a conversation surrounding sex is just so shocking to me. I mean, mm-hmm. like, there's never a conversation depicted before this stuff happens and i get it it may not be sexy to show in a movie i disagree the conversation but- <laughs> i think that you can always make it sexy but it's just like it's needed because yeah. that is so much of the education that people are receiving i mean we shouldn't have to turn to movies to give us accurate depictions of sex they're movies it's it's not it's fictional you know <laughs> so that makes sense but it's like the problem is that we are relying on those mm-hmm. media sources to tell us what sex is, what good sex is, what bad sex is. Yeah. And it's not an accurate depiction at all. And because the way that we are taught as women that our pleasure doesn't matter, it mm-hmm. makes it really, really difficult for us to even identify or realize when we've had an experience that yeah. was uncomfortable for us, that was violating it makes it harder for us to realize that that actually isn't okay because, again, we don't talk about what good sex is for women and we don't center their pleasure. And so when it's not pleasurable, when it's not enjoyable, when you really didn't have a good time, it takes so much longer to actually realize the impact that that has on you because you don't recognize it right away because you're like, this is normal. And all the conversations that you have with your friends, they've all experienced the same thing. It's validated through society at large that uncomfortable sex for women and violating sex for women, painful sex for one side, like all these different things are so normalized in our society that it's so hard to realize as a woman that that was not okay. Yeah, I think so much of this expectation is that it's expected that women are going to have bad or violating sex and we're going to get more into the actual ways that we define um, bad sex versus violating sex but having not good sex is the expectation for women and I think it really connects with the idea that if you as a woman enjoy sex and you enjoy getting sexual pleasure you're slutty Mm-hmm. And I think that that is a really large piece of it is that society is very 
scared to acknowledge the fact that women enjoy sex and that women want to have sex and be pleasured and not just have sex happen to them. So now we're going to go into a little bit more of the responses we got from our poll and the different themes that stuck out to us. But all in all, the largest theme that we saw was women as a whole define bad sex as being sexually violated. Bad sex to them is being traumatized and violated. And that is just so shocking to us. Or not shocking to us, because that's how we defined it for the longest period of time. But it was shocking in the sense that it was like, oh my god, that's not bad sex. Yeah, I I think like my reaction as I started seeing the floodgates come through with all these responses was, holy shit. That was like literally what went through my head was, holy shit, this is such a problem that when you ask a woman, what was a bad sexual experience for you? It is violating. It is, I had sex when I didn't want to, is like at large, like what it kind of comes down to. And then we got a DM of this woman who said that she sent it to one of her guy friends and her guy friends responded, there is no such thing as bad sex. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, because for men, you can't have bad sex because sex for you is you are going to come and it's for you. And then so many of the responses we got from women, and we did get responses of like really bad and violating experiences from men as well. But so much of it for women is, uh, yeah, it was being used. Yeah. Like there's like very like, it's a violating theme. So let's start off with the first one that I think I resonate with a lot and how I really also defined bad sex for a long time. And one of the largest themes that we saw was pain. It was painful. So here's a couple of the responses that we got. We, we're going to share a couple for each theme here. But one of them was, quote, pain and no sensitivity from my partner. Another one was, it hurt. I was not comfortable and my pleasure was not prioritized. I relate to this one a lot too because I think for the longest time for me, I really viewed sex not as an experience for me. Mm-hmm. I viewed it as... I am performing for someone else. I want to people please and make sure that it was good for them. And that'll be satisfying to me. I didn't expect pleasure at all. And because of that, I didn't want to rock the boat and stop what was happening just because it was painful for me. So I just bit my lip and powered through, even if like my cervix was getting pounded and it was like painful. And something that I think is just really problematic and like sad like it's just upsetting it is so expected for women to have pain during sex and it's just so sad to me because i understand related to having sex for the first time i understand how that might be painful it really depends on the woman and who you're with and how turned on you are to be honest and how comfortable you are mm-hmm. with that person but just the way that like pain is normalized in sex for women but pleasure is not is yeah. such a problem. I'm so glad you brought that up. That's such an important point. Because that, that is so true. Like, society really just paints this narrative of sex for women as, it's probably going to be painful. And then, the, but, like, we don't paint it that way for pleasure. We don't be like, yeah. oh, you should expect pleasure. It's like, no, you should expect pain. It's like, what is that? Yeah, and I think... What is that? Yeah, it's just, like, I feel like this is just so common. It's, like... The idea that when you're having sex with a partner and 
the angle is just not right. It's going way too deep for you, just not comfortable. And there have been so many times where I've even said something and they t- the guy takes it in as like a sexy way. They're like, oh, oh you're going to so take big. it. Yeah, like, oh, like, no, take it. And I'm just like, what? it doesn't feel good. I'm all for, we know this, again, sexual erotic blueprint, um, kinky type, listen to our past episode, but I'm all for aggressive sex. But that's not that. Yeah. If I'm telling you that this hurts and it's uncomfortable for me, stop. Yeah. Switch positions. Ask what would make me feel better. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a sexy thing to be in pain. There's also like, this whole concept, especially for men, they're like, oh, I'm just so big. This must be so hot. No. You're just hitting my cervix. No, it just <laughs> hurts. I'm not turned on enough. My vagina hasn't expanded and this hurts. So can we not? Let's do something else. And like, that should be normal. That should be allowed. Women should be allowed to be like, hi, this hurts. And then slow it down. Take a second. Like, recenter pleasure. Again, pleasure should be expected, not pain. So the second one we're going to talk about is feeling used. One of the quotes that we received was feeling like the other person is masturbating with my body. And another one was I felt like an object. I think these ones are really interesting and make a lot of sense given the way that male pleasure is so centered in sex. The idea that like you are just a vessel to be receiving dick. (laughs) The whole concept, I mean, I listen to Call Her Daddy a lot. So many people listen to Call Her Daddy and they mention a lot that you're just a whole. Mm -hmm. They say that a lot. And I think it's so interesting because, again, like, that's a very empowering podcast in and of itself. I totally respect what they're doing and what she's doing now. But I think that that really just highlights this whole concept of feeling mm-hmm. used is women are really just a vessel for male pleasure. Mm-hmm. And that is really just centered in society. Like, yeah. that is, like, the education is yeah. you are a vessel for children and you are a vessel for men yeah and that is not true that's not <laughs> you true. are not just a hole <laughs> you're not a hole your clit has eight thousand nerves way, way more, more than the tip of a penis yes, way more than dick so no you're not meant for someone else's pleasure you have the capacity to have so much pleasure and you should never feel used for someone else like that is not okay you are a whole person you should be treated as such you should never feel like a pocket pussy Ever. And this is what makes me so upset is the clitoris is the only organ that's sole purpose is for pleasure. It is no other purpose besides to give women pleasure or give people with vaginas pleasure. Yeah. And th- what the hell? Like, like <laughs> what? we are made to receive pleasure. It, oh my God. It like, it, I'm just like enraged <laughs> right now, even thinking about this because... I'm laughing because I'm getting so worked up. (laughs) It is just, it is just, no one talks about that. Women are shamed so much for experiencing and wanting pleasure, yet our biological, our biology is literally made to receive the best forms of pleasure. Yeah. Sorry if you had to turn your volume down for a little bit there. We got worked up. (laughs) It happens. It happens. (laughs) Now that we've covered that one, so the third big theme and perhaps 
very just a very upsetting one um i think this was the biggest one that we yeah yeah this was i think wrapped up about 40 percent of all the responses that we received was essentially coercion and blatant assault so Mm -hmm. for example like a lot of them were like being raped rape a legit yeah like that was being coerced so those were just like plain answers that we received and then some other ones were low-key not knowing what consent was and getting forced into something and crying another one was partner doing things to me regardless of having said no several times i want to highlight our second episode here if this was you go back and listen to that one because that one really dives deep into sexual coercion and how it's not okay but i think such a theme here is like bad sex should not be sex that you're having when you don't want it when you don't want sex, you don't have sex. That sex should not be happening to you if you don't want to have sex. I think it really highlights just how big of a problem we have of defining the de- like the difference between bad sex and sexual assault. We don't do a good job as society of defining what sexual assault is outside of literally criminal. Mm-hmm. And I think... That makes it really hard for women to acknowledge the fact that they've been assaulted because they don't want to send the person that assaulted them to prison or, I mean, that wouldn't happen regardless because of the way that our system is set up. However, like, if you don't want to report it to the police, report it to Title IX or report it formally, then that means that you weren't assaulted. And that is not true. You can be assaulted and you can be violated and you can have experience like something really traumatic and still not have it defined criminally as something that is necessarily wrong. And I think that we just need to normalize having these conversations that if your partner is asking you 15 times to have sex with them, regardless of you saying no, that is not okay. And that is not bad sex. That is coercion. That is coercion. And like we need to have better labels and better ways of talking about these things and just better language surrounding it to open up these conversations of the variations of sex that happen. That Because that's not bad. That is traumatic and that is coercive. And that is assault. Yeah, thank you for saying that. I really do feel like so much of the problem is that no matter how much we talk about the fact that assault typically happens between people that you know, by people that you're close with, more often than it happens with a stranger, even though we talk about that and we learn about that in consent education or whatever, we don't truly believe that as a society. And we still define assault and like valid assault as something that is done to you by a stranger that's extremely violent. And that's just not the case. And that belief that we still hold on to really limits the type of conversations we can have. For example, like there have been so many times when I've been with groups of my friends and one of them will bring up an experience they had and kind of laugh it off. And so many times it's like a clearly violating traumatic experience, something that is clearly defined as assault. But we have this tendency to like, laugh it off because we what else are we supposed to do we can't what are we going to do report it we know that it won't be taken seriously because it wasn't done in this like extreme way 
And because there's such like a lack of ability to like hold these people accountable in a way that feels right, because these definitions of like criminality don't always fit with mm-hmm. our experience or fit like with what we want. Yeah, and I think like that's such a important point about why we then categorize it as bad sex instead of as sexual violation or assault is because if we do categorize it as what it is as sexual assault, then we feel obligated that the only way then that we, the only steps to then take are Mm -hmm. criminal steps. And it's like, then we have this fucked up idea that that assault and violation is just bad sex because we have no other way to go about moving forward from it then. Exactly. Because if it if we do label it as what it is, then we feel obligated to report it to something when that may not fit how we actually feel about it. But we need to be able to have the right language to talk about these things because being coerced, having sex when you don't want to have sex is not bad sex. It's wrong. Other theme that we want to talk about is escalation without consent. So moving on with this so on this similar theme is this idea that consent really isn't centered in these experiences. Yeah, so one of the examples we got that I related to really heavily was partners engaging in kinks or anal play without my consent or without a prior conversation. I cannot even begin to explain how common this is. Yes, there is a natural escalation when you're like hooking up with someone, but the amount of times that I've been hooking up with someone and they just put their <laughs> finger in my butt. I'm like, sure, that's great. You need to ask me first. <laughs> yeah, I. there was another one that we received that was like my partner feeling like he can just explore all pieces of my body without asking. And it's like, again, it goes back to the fact that women are taught that our bodies are for men's pleasure. And that mm-hmm. that's not expected in return. And so, and, and it also goes along with this whole idea of like, if you consented to something prior, then that means mm-hmm. you must consent to this now. And it's no, if I consented to making out with you, that doesn't mean that I consented to sucking your dick. If I consented to sucking your dick, that doesn't mean that I'm consenting to having sex with you. If we're having sex, that doesn't mean I'm consenting to anal. Like, none of Shocking. this makes I'm like, what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, there have been so many times where. I've been hooking up with someone and they will just start trying to put it in my butt. <laughs> and I don't understand. At first, I had this one experience with this guy. And, I, and at, at first I was like, are you just dumb? Are, are, you just, <laughs> are you just slipping out and you can't find the hole? And then it happened multiple times. And I, I think after the second time I was like, are you, do you need help? Like, do you need me to direct you into my vagina? And he starts like begging me to do anal. And I'm just like, sir, maybe if we had had a conversation about it, I would feel more inclined. You can't just start trying to put it in my butt. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, no, I know that they're close, but different situations, very different situations. Another one that I want to highlight with this theme is this person responding, him forgetting to tell me he didn't have a condom on because he Mm. thought I wouldn't mind. Having a condom on is a piece of consent. It needs to be a conversation whether you're Mm -hmm. having sex with a condom or not for so many reasons. 
like so many like that's what i think is so baffling it's like okay so him assuming that and just fucking you raw that puts him at risk also because what if you have an i don't know shocking like that, that yeah it's he's neglecting his own health he's also not giving a fuck about your health and also like what if you weren't on birth control what well yeah this reminds <laughs> me of, of what we were talking about earlier too like not just about having sex with you without a condom but the times that men have just come inside of us without asking yeah or come on my face without asking i'm like huh? it's not hard to ask it is not hard for you can it's i come also, inside it's also yes or no sec like it can be like it's not like it's not sexy what dirty talk is hot yeah. Well, for me, at least. <laughs> well, I'm, just, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just like, it is just really baffling to me that, like, it is not expected for these conversations to be had. In any escalation of sex, there needs to be enthusiastic consent on every level. And it's not hard. And it can be really sexy. It's not hard to be like, oh, I'm having such a good time making out with you. Like... Can I take your shirt off? I want to see the rest of your body. Like, it is not hard yeah. to make that attractive. And I think beyond that, the idea that this is categorized again as bad sex, what the fuck? Like, it just goes to the theme of entitlement that men feel mm-hmm. entitled to all of a woman and all of her body. If, like, you give him an inch, he's taking the whole thing. Like, it doesn't matter. And I think that that's. That's the whole thing that we're trying to get across is, no, it's not bad sex if a guy is disrespecting your bodily autonomy. No. Period. And that's not bad sex. That is violating and wrong and not okay. Yes. And we need to normalize that in society. The next one that I really want to talk about is one that's related to shame. There was an... A very interesting amount of um, responses we got related to this. And some were very explicit in saying that I was feeling shame or I was being shamed. But I think that in general, this was a really just common theme as a whole in a lot of these responses. One of the responses that we got was my partner, um, who was a woman, they shared, shaming me for not going all night. And the other one was walking away from it and feeling disgusting. Nothing that a shower could wash off. In terms of the first one, I think this is a really important one to touch on that's not related to women. Um, I think that men definitely feel a lot of shame related to sexual stamina. And I think that men are really expected to be these like sexual creatures that can, you know, want to fuck all night long and like be hard all the time. And... I think that that is like really limiting in how we talk about sex. I think that like that stereotype for men is directly related to the stereotype of women not seeking pleasure and wanting sex because men on one hand are expected to be the sexual ones and wanting pleasure all the time. And women are the ones that are supposed to be like fulfilling that for men. So those two, exactly. So those two things like work together to to create like this whole issue of Mm -hmm. like one-sided selfish sex. And then uh, touching on the second one too, just walking away from it, feeling disgusting, is gut-wrenching and heartbreaking to read things like this and to hear things like this because I think a lot of us have 
had instances where we had sex and we walked away from it and wanted like felt like we wanted to crawl out of our own skin yeah and it just our bodily autonomy wasn't respected and then therefore we don't feel comfortable in our own bodies anymore and it is shocking again that this is categorized as bad sex yeah no yeah we should not be feeling shame after during sex no and it's it's just so sad to me that this is such like an embedded part of our like sexual culture is that like sex and pleasure is something to be ashamed of and that is just not the case (laughs) and you should never you should never feel that way Wrapping up here with a couple other themes. We're getting a little bit lighter here, hopefully, but another one was just it being one-sided. So this was also overwhelmingly a lot of the responses that we got was like, my partner being selfish, Mm -hmm. feeling like my pleasure wasn't important. Um, I felt like I was being used for his pleasure only and that sex was all I was good for. Selfish, he came and rolled over, it didn't get pleasure at all. Um, I know for us, we've also experienced things like a guy comes in 30 seconds and then you're like, okay, I guess that's it. Yeah. Thanks for that. I don't know what you were expecting that to do for me. Like, Like, it's just a very confusing situation to be in when you're like, does this count? I, I remember I had like a period Honestly, during, no. my high, during my hypersexuality <laughs> phase where I was like, if I didn't come, you didn't smash. I smashed. I <laughs> smashed. I fucked you. I fucked you. I love you that mentality. Me. I love that mentality. I think that this, um, I think that this like one-sided selfish um, theme is interesting because I think that it can go both ways. I think that all of the things that we just talked about all of those themes that we just talked about you know shame blatant coercion and assault um, escalating boundaries pain all of those I feel fit very solidly into violating sex Mm -hmm. it is not respecting your boundaries it is not respecting your bodily autonomy and that's really how I define violating sex I think that this one-sided category can really swing both ways I think that like selfish sex as a whole is also another type of sex like there have been times that I've been selfish in bed where I'm just like yeah I'm just I'm just trying to come (laughs) like and I think that there's a place for that I think that there's a place for like just casual sex we're just trying to fuck each other you know yeah and that there is like you do have to like if you're on the same page then that like ends up working well I do think that like things like this where they're talking about being used I feel like this one like combines with the being used portion it's like Mm -hmm. when you feel that you are a toy a vessel for the man fucking you that's not okay that's violating Mm -hmm. so I think this one is like an interesting category I do too I do too and I think it also just like plays in well with like what we what I would categorize as bad sex from the responses that we got was it feeling disconnected, feeling yeah. like you weren't really engaging in an experience with your partner? So some of the responses we got with this one was, we just didn't find the same things pleasurable. Yeah. For example, I think when, I, when it comes to mind for me, it's like, if you want something super casual, but I want something really passionate, 
It's just yeah. going to feel off. Or, like, if you love, like, I don't love riding that much. It hurts my knees. And, <laughs> see, yeah, we're going to get into some, like, examples of, like, funny and bad sex in a minute. But, like, yeah, if, like, I don't like riding, but you really want me to ride you for, like, 45 minutes, that's, that, that's not going to be fun for me. It's just a mismatch of expectations. Yeah. And that's fine. That's okay. Yeah. And, like, another one was sex with someone I didn't have sexual chemistry with. Like, sometimes the bodies just don't, like, you just don't have the right dance going on, you yeah. know? Or maybe the angle of their dick, like, the curve of their dick doesn't Does it fit with, with the angle your of your vagina. vagina. Yeah, like, <laughs> and then you're like, okay. Or, like, maybe you're doing doggy and you're queefing a lot because they just, it it's like, that happens. Yeah. That's yes. okay. <laughs> That's yes. normal. That's maybe not super fun. That's happened to me, and I'm like, can we switch positions? Like, this is not... I don't like this. Sometimes I just, I just can't stop laughing when that happens. I'm not embarrassed at all when I queef. I'm just like... I just start laughing. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. Am I immature? Maybe. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, those are examples of bad sex. You yeah. probably don't come. It's not, you know... It's just not what you would classify as a good sexual experience. Yeah, it's nothing But special. you don't feel violated after. You don't feel shame afterwards. And you don't need to take a shower and that's the difference. Yeah, like that's the big difference. And I think like this ties back in well with the beginning of this podcast episode where we were saying how hard it is to define the difference between these two. And I think I think it is just for you how you feel afterwards and what that means. Like if you feel shame, if you feel gross, if you feel violated, if you feel disrespected, that's not bad sex. That's a not okay situation. Yeah, that's violating sex. If you feel, all right, well, I probably don't want to sleep with that person again. Like, eh, we didn't vibe very well. Or like, Mm -hmm. all right, well, now I'm going to go home and use my vibrator and get off. And like, whatever, go to bed. (laughs) Go finish the job. Like, okay, whatever. (laughs) You know, like, those, you feel drastically different when you experience these different things. And I think that as a society, we just need to redefine mm-hmm. what bad sex is and have multiple different options of yeah. what violating sex is categorized as that's not just sexual assault, we're going to court. Yeah. I also think that something that was just brought up for me when you were saying that was women, we need to trust ourselves. We need to trust our gut and our intuition. And this is something that I struggle with so deeply um is being able to like trust my intuition and trust my gut reaction and we need to lean into that if you feel like you were violated if you feel that you were disrespected then you probably were violated and disrespected this feeling did not come out of nowhere you're not overreacting you're not overreacting you're not being dramatic this is what happened to you. And you're allowed to lean into that feeling. And that doesn't mean you need to report. That doesn't mean you need to confront that person. Realizing or recognizing and acknowledging like that an experience was violating or traumatic for you, that has to do with you. And then you are able to acknowledge those feelings and heal from that experience. And I think that there's so much empowerment in leaning into those gut feelings realizing that you have the capacity to take ownership and like define your own experiences Mm -hmm. and you don't need to do so based off of the criminal justice system or any other definition out there you can just identify how you feel and what that means for you and how, how you want to then look at that experience and like move forward with other sexual experiences 
Yeah, I'm really glad you said that. Now let's just dive into some examples of what <laughs> we actually would define as bad sex. Um, because these just really make me laugh. Farting. It happens, guys. <laughs> there is this one that my... Someone in my life was telling me that when the guy was going down on her, she farted in his face. Oh my gosh. That is my worst fear. I definitely have felt that way before. I, I'm going to I'm going to toot. <laughs> because when you can't really relax and you're like really leaning into the pleasure, sometimes, sometimes I fart when I'm masturbating. <laughs> like that's like, it's like a whole release. I don't know. But that's like, oh, yeah. I do not want to fart in someone's face or their mouth. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Like, oh my gosh. So bad. Not good. Yeah. And well, and like just funny, you know, <laughs> like, there have been times that I've there have been definitely there have been times that I've farted during sex with my current partner, I think. And because of the relationship <laughs> really? that I feel like, yes. And like because of the relationship that we have, like, that's funny. Like we just laugh. We just take a pause and laugh. Because like we can be playful with each other. We can like have funny and playful sex. Sex doesn't always have to be serious. So like no. we're we're calling this bad sex, but it's also just like funny sex yeah it's just <laughs> the big one for me <laughs> the big one for me knees cracking while riding dick <laughs> i have my mother's knees <laughs> they are quick they're cracky i don't know how else to like explain this like they just are creaky they make a lot of noise and there have been times when i've been like doing reverse cowgirl and i'm just like instead of the bed squeaking it's like cracking it's <laughs> Like popping and, and cracking. Like, is this hot? I'm like, I'm 22. Why do I have the knees of an 80 year old? Yeah, oh, that's no. hilarious to me. Honestly, <laughs> that just brings me into one of my bad sexual experiences. Well, funny also. I literally, we did not switch positions for 45 minutes. I was writing for 40. I just want to preface, I got off. And couldn't stand up because my legs were so tired. My hip flexors were oh so tight. Gosh. Like, I couldn't straighten my body. I was literally writing for so long. It was so painful. There have been times that I have been, like, equally sore. N- n- scratch that. More sore <laughs> from riding dick than doing, like, a legit, like, lift I know, or heavy I was workout like, fuck i gotta get back in shape like oh my, God. my quads and okay here's the other thing i did like day earlier that day and then did 45 minutes of squat pulses basically on this man's dick and yeah I was like, like you okay. realize how hard this is do you understand okay this is a tangent <laughs> <laughs> okay this has also happened to me getting my period on the sheets yeah, it's just like, <laughs> no shame in it, we bleed, it fucking happens, but it's just like, fuck. Okay. Ah. Yeah, bummer. It's Should just I clean a- these for you? Uh, it just like sucks, yeah. you know? And yeah. then you're like, and do we have to, or we're going to bed now, but it's here. Oh okay. god, it's, it's just it, uh, yeah. unideal. That one's like a bad one. This this next one, this is the definition of bad sex. It's not going to be two days ago. When your vibrator dies... Before you finish, whether you're doing like solo sex masturbation or you're using a vibrator in the bed with a partner, that to me is the definition of bad sex. 
when your fucking vibrator dies. Well, cause you're like all excited and it's going great. And you're like right there and you're like, okay, <sighs> probably gonna climax in like four minutes, whatever. And then it dies. You're like, what? It's like heartbreaking. It, it like makes me wanna cry. It's like single <laughs> tear drips down <laughs> my face. Oh. Um, hip cramps during oral or really any positions. Oh my God, yes. This, this is so real. Me. Yeah. This, this is, so I have at one point actually had to stop receiving oral because my hip was cramping so badly. There been, there was at least one time where I like got like a Charlie horse, like mid sex. And I was like, we gotta stop. You're like, oh, they're like, oh, I gotta rub this out real quick. <laughs> Oh, and man. the last one that I will say, <laughs> this is very relatable for me. This was the, the, I had one experience um, when I was younger that was very encompassing of bad sex for me. He was just very sweaty. Yeah. And we were doing missionary because missionary is one of my favorite positions. And he was just dripping on me. His forehead sweat was dripping onto my forehead. I wish you guys could see my face right now. <laughs> oh, it was not hot. It was not hot. I'm like a little, I'm like, when we're both sweaty, well, this was also the thing. When, when it's like a marathon sex thing and we're both sweaty because we've been going at it for a while, okay. But it's just you? He lasted two minutes. No. And was already sweating after the first like 30 seconds. I was like, are you okay? What's happening here? See, for me, similarly, except for not sweat, it's like when you kind of have a cold mm. and you're in missionary, or like for me, like if I'm on top, and like they're leaning over you and like there's not just kind of <laughs> drops out of their nose and you're like, you're like, dodge it. No. <laughs> and you're like, do we address this or will that be worse? Yeah. I don't know. Do you need a tissue? Do you need a tissue? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that wraps up what we would would like to define, redefine what bad sex is. Yes. I just really want to wrap up also with just like the importance of talking about our good experiences as women and in the bedroom because not talking about it makes it so much harder to differentiate between like what bad is, what funny, what awkward is, and what like really good sex for you is. And so I just want to encourage everyone to just take some time and really think about what good sex is for you, what you actually do want and what good sex is and strive towards that. Have those conversations, have those conversations with your friends, open the door to having real, honest, vulnerable conversations about sex with your friends yeah. and then open that door with your partners and your sexual partners. Get comfortable actually asking for what you want and recentering your pleasure because society will not do that for you. Thank you all for listening to this episode. We really, really hope you enjoyed it. Again, please follow us at our Instagram at I am empower and DM us any more topics that you guys want us to address in the upcoming episodes. See ya. Bye.